You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. Episode 52 of the People's Podcast Show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in for episode 52 yeah. of the People's Podcast. <laughs> I am your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. Hey, people, it's Amber Nicole here. And it's your boy, HJ, on the mic. That's right, the 52nd episode. We got Uncle Rot in the building. Uncle he is Rizzy. a little under the weather. <laughs> That's because you be moving around too much. You know, um, um, you be ripping and running. That you be ripping and running. That's what the old people say when you get sick. You too busy ripping and running. <laughs> what <laughs> exactly is rip and run? I don't know. <laughs> How did we get there? How did we get to rip and run? <laughs> but apparently that gets you sick. Sure. But um, this is episode 52. We're going to go ahead and go right into the episode. First segment of every episode of the People's Podcast is called Happy Hour. So happy hour is the time where we just sit around the table, have a little table talk, and um, catch up with our friends. So today we will be reviewing a hard seltzer. Um, you guys will see it on our social media as we tag Truly Hard Seltzer. I'm going to ask my friends to um, figure out what flavor they would like to have. <laughs> he asked me for the favor he got, no? No, no, raspberry lime. Oh, oh I didn't, I'm that's sorry. That's probably all the way in the back. Okay, that's fine. Okay. You Keep chatting. Keep chatting. Yeah, so this, this is a hard seltzer. And actually, I actually enjoy hard seltzers, especially in the summertime, because um, it's very refreshing. And it's just like, you, but, but you have to be careful because they will nah, sneak they really do. up on you. Like, it's 100%. only 5% alcohol volume in one can of the truly hard seltzer however just be careful and count your percentages no, or how many you consume so um in order to toast a happy hour we gonna crack our little things open oh y'all hear me don't it sound like ah, refreshing, refreshing. <laughs> and i'm gonna say cheers friends cheers. we're gonna review this nice hard seltzer see how we feel about it catch it on our snapchat instagram oh we have a snapchat guys yes we have snapchat a snapchat is at the people's pod Yes, at the People's Pod. Oh, at the People's Pod on Snapchat. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Good guess. Yes. So, at the People's Pod on Snapchat, we'll be reviewing um, and tagging them. And if you had a Truly Seltzer yourself, let us know what you think about it. But uh, what's been going on with y'all? You can start up, Joe. So, um, I want to start my happy hour and say I want to tip my hat off on to everyone that is working customer service during this holiday season mm-hmm. um, because this is like the weekend that everyone that works in um, customer service or in retail are, is dreading. So I want to tip my hat off to you, sure. and I'm going to take another sip of this truly hard seltzer yes. for you. Which flavor Be- do you have, Joe? Oh, I am sipping <laughs> on <laughs> the raspberry lime. Um, it's very, very refreshing. Let me just taste it one more time before I <laughs> talk some more. Let on. him make sure. Mm-hmm. He got to make sure. It's like a mukbang. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very, very good, but I'm a little afraid of it mm. um, because I know sneak that it's going to sneak up. But you know, I want to tip my hats off to everyone that um, that had that's working retail, including those I'm sorry. that. Oh, those are alcoholic. Oh, you already because y'all that. said seltzer, so I just thought hard it was seltzer. Hard, hard seltzer. seltzer. Oh, what? 
Would, Would you like, like one? To try one? Uh, I'm gonna go with the nut. <laughs> 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the nut. That was very funny. <laughs> that was funny. I'm gonna have to take That's that out. Cool. <laughs> that right. Maybe I should try one. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I'll feel it might better. Be but for you. But no, I'm good. And that's I'm, uh, you know I'm gonna look into it. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Right. You just take my home and just you know only a hundred calories. I've never heard of a seltzer. You never uh, heard of what's drink. the other ones? Wild Claw, Bear Claw. Bear. Uh, white claw, white claw, white claw, white claw. Oh, really no. popular brand. Uh, yeah, because I like oh. seltzer. So yeah, so yeah. it's, it's oh, really yeah. so with a little kick. So it's flavored and it has a little alcohol. Yeah. Right. So it's, if you it's literally five percent, like mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Only a hundred calories, one gram. Right. Sugar. So if you're watching your finger, right. you know, <laughs> you just want a little. Um, truly, like. please send us our check. Thanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True, sincerely, right. the people's podcast. Like. Sincerely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to take my hat off to y'all and. Um, I want y'all to maintain y'all composure and your attitude because Ooh, if you yes. do come encounter with someone like me, Ooh. you better not rethink your check because listen, Lord Jesus, Father, because I had encountered a lot of people in the last couple weeks that were working in customer service that they didn't have their stuff together. They the the communication was not good Mm -hmm. like the messages that we went back and forth wasn't good like and i'm really good on communication and comprehension because those are two things that people need to have in today's society but nonetheless like i want to tip my hat off to y'all because like i really had to get myself back into my frame of mind with when i used to work in retail as well because like listen if i was not saved <laughs> I would have reached Stay through the phone, that. hey, and filled with nothing but the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So help me God, because you know I would have reached through that daggone phone and I would have said <sighs> something else. Something else. Right. Like I really had a very long week, and I'm hoping that it's not going to be as long as last week. But nonetheless, I'm here. My weekend was good. Uh, Friday night. Um, what did I do? I don't know. <laughs> Saturday, I, said, I, give I, I, you know, I went with my best friend to go get a new car. You know, I didn't know I was a very, I was a good negotiator. So shout That's out right. to um, um, those that are getting new cars because this is the best time to get a new car right now because mm-hmm. the end of the year. So if you need someone to that you want a um, a buddy to take with you to go get a um, a new car, you know, I'm ta- I'm charging holiday prices. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know my the, listen to me i'm charging 50 dollars per Ooh, hour damn. Ooh, Jesus. per that's hour that's i mean you're taking off the down payment <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so but payment. yeah i didn't do nothing i went to church yesterday it was so 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 good church Hallelujah. was so church was so good and you know i had made a promise to myself that i am going to make it my business to continue to go to church and like it takes 21 days to build a habit and, mm-hmm. and take 90 days to build a lifestyle. So I'm trying to do this. I'm on the verge of going. So let's make it happen. I feel so good. But today's being Monday and I'm like, I'm getting on a even greater high because I'm starting off my week with not only a good work week, but to see my friends yeah. on this lovely Monday. I mean, the weather was good and mm-hmm. I got to hear my friends voices and see their faces as well. So, I mean, that's my happy hour. That's what's up. Right. That sounds like a good, like, oh, you had a couple nice few days. You've been yeah. living it up out Thank here you. in right, the streets friend. with the people. With mm-hmm. the people. Amber, what's going on with you, girl? Um, I must say, I was in a mood before I walked into the studio because mm-hmm. 
it's Monday. Like I really don't like Mondays, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very I'm gonna piggyback off of Joe's last statement. Um, you know that I'm very happy to be here. My spirits have been lifted, and that's yeah, all good. that good shit. So that's my little preface. Um, the weekend was lit. Shout out to well, I'm gonna start from thursday because we were here but like thursday was a damn day okay (laughs) it was it was something i ain't even gonna hold y'all and i am just so appreciative of that little bonding time i had with my co-host because (laughs) when i tell you (laughs) when i tell you the people was in here as if we was in our own living room okay watching the god dig on we was in here on thursday Mm-hmm. Yes, we were here on Thursday for the better part of the two hours we Y'all were supposed to be. you gonna make me feel worse. Than no, 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 no. This is a good story. <laughs> right. We sat right here, mm-hmm. opened up this laptop. Did a show no, 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 no. We ain't do no show. We should have, but right. we went on the YouTube and we're watching mukbang videos. What is mukbang? We were watching well, other people, watching eat, people food. eat food. Is, you know how people be eating the seafood. Yeah, they be having them big ass crab legs, and that's what we sat here and did. did. And then had the nerve after we already <laughs> did pre production and spent a good forty, $40 fifty dollars. Right. Then after watching the people eat the crabs, we're like, you know what? I think I want some crabs. Right now. <laughs> 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 had the nerve to go to Just Be Claws and ate some. No, we had shrimp. Yeah, we, had, we went Where's to go get Just some shrimp. Uh, downtown Jersey City. Oh, we got oh. Uncle Ra. We got we what? introduce you to the yes. hard salsa. You gotta go we introduce there. you to, <laughs> to a lot. <laughs> y'all know a lot of stuff that I know now is because of y'all. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a good review. Top. Right. Like it was. It was like it was such a good day. Yeah, like I really appreciated like that little time that we had. So right. Thursday was lit. I really don't remember what I did Friday either. Oh well, y'all welcome. Thank you. You're right. Appreciate you. Right. Appreciate you. Right. Um, a good thing out of it, right? <laughs> um, Saturday, we celebrated um, Leanne. Happy birthday. Well, it's happy. tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, happy, happy birthday. birthday happy early birthday. Um, 30 years. Definitely a big show. Definitely a wonderful time. You look beautiful. Um, it was wonderful. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yesterday I chilled. I um did a little bit of Thanksgiving shopping, uh-huh. and then today was work. So, and I'm here. I like I said, I'm I'm grateful to um be here again, even if it's on a Monday. That's quite fine. I'm starting off my week right. Um, shout out to this two and a half day work week. All right. Um. Happy, I don't know when this show is going to come out, but I'm just going to say it now. Happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Um, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, happy day off from work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really it. That's all I got. What about you, Asia? Well, well, um, yeah, Friday. Oh, I remember my Friday, which, well, technically I remember that it happened, but all right. So Friday, I um, had the pleasure of linking up with um, NJPN, and that's a professional organization that I'm a part of, and we host a yearly gala every year that you guys heard me talk about some episodes ago. Um, and we all live in kind of like different parts of New Jersey, so we decided to meet up and do a little Thanksgiving holiday like dinner and uh, we went to a restaurant in Newark. It was a very beautiful restaurant. 
Um, and we got together and we just parlayed and laughed and ca- caught up a bit. It was a lot of fun. Um, shout out to my homeboy P Dot. P Dot actually pulled up on me over there. Um, P Dot is a rapper in Jersey City. Um, friend and of the show, right? Friend of the show. You guys, you guys know him. And um, he hit me up Friday like, "Yo, what's up? What you doing this weekend?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing. You know, I got well, not nothing, but a lot of stuff. You know." And he was like, oh, I'm trying to catch up with you. You know, I appreciate you helping me, you know, with his event and everything. He's like, I just want to buy you a drink or two. I'm like, friend, you oh, ain't got to do that. But he definitely found me, um, He, at, you know, wherever I was. And he pulled up on me and we had a good time. We ended up going to Carly's after that. That's Oh, Carly's. Yes. I haven't been to Carly's in a minute, but. What's that stuff called, y'all? Ain't nothing changed. The mama's Yes, the mama's the mama. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up there uh, Friday night, and after that, I went home because I was tired. Um, Saturday, um, I spent the day helping my friend prepare. Shout out to one of my best friends, Leanne. Um, Pookie is what I call her. Shout out to Pookie. Um, I helped her for majority of my day. Well, my whole day was spent setting up for her party and, you know, getting things together for her special day. She was so excited about, and I just wanted her to be happy on that day. We all showed up and had a really, really good time. And it was just, I was just glad to see the smile on my friend's face. I was glad that she was happy with all the hard work she put in, uh, all the, her efforts and all her money that she put Marini. in. Right, her money, her corns that she put in to celebrate that day. And her family and her friends showed up, showed out. So, shout out to Elle for that. I then um, had the pleasure of my friends coming to my house and we just having a good old time afterwards. Like, that was a blur. I ain't even going to hold it. Honestly, I didn't even know I left my shoes. <laughs> yes, the shoes was and in the, the shirt, dining room child. floor. The shirt was on my bed upstairs. <laughs> I was like, I know this belongs to Amber. I was picking up everybody. So it was a shirt That's on my hilarious. bed that was Leanne's. It was just shoes. That you, I found your charger. Somebody else charger was in yes. the living room. It and it was time. so, it was such a good time. I didn't even remember like what time everybody left. I think I had just went upstairs and laid down. Everybody was still here. And then like I noticed that people was leaving. So I came downstairs. But I believe everybody left around the better hour of 3 a.m. Mm. Um, but it was so fun. Like I love having time like that with my like friends. What? I love having time. Oh, like you sound that. like you said allow. <laughs> no, I love having time like that with my friends in the house, and we just you know parlaying and laughing and stuff like that. And it was nice because I know my father knew that my friends. I already told him, Daddy, but the friends are gonna be at the house today. And he was like, Mm-hmm, because that's really all he said. <laughs> but the next morning. My father got up. He like straightened up. He washed yes. all the glasses that we had yeah. out. A lot. We yes, because so everything was all over the dining room table. When I went to bed, when I woke up, the dining room table was clear. The mm-hmm. dishes, the dishwasher was already done. I said, I think my father appreciate that too. Poor Uncle Rod is he not feeling good? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, he is. As his phone rings, right. he's trying to chill. <laughs> Poor thing. Uh, but yeah, all right. So uh, da, 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 da. that's it. What's up? Sunday, I went to go with to a concert with Leanne um, for her birthday to see Snow Allegra. What a what a what a what a what a beautiful show. You know, you weren't the only person that I knew that went. I was yeah, like, oh, so, a lot. Um, what's the name went? Who? Your chapter brother, right? Or he was. I saw a picture of. I saw a number of people going. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a really popular. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was just Asia's page. I'm like, is this Asia's page that mm-hmm. keep popping up? Mm-mm. And it was like different, different views. Wow, I'm like, a lot oh. of people. Joe Button, right. Rory, yeah, Chris Dowell, yeah, yeah. was there. Um, 
It was a good show. It's just that it was a lot of gaps in the show. So it was like we were there for like four hours to right. see three acts. However, I wow. was put on to a new artist that I have fallen in love with over the past 24 hours. Her name is Baby Rose. And her music, her voice is amazing. So I've just been listening to Baby Rose for since I left the show. <laughs> um, yeah, word up. Um, today I took the day off. I'm glad to be here with my friends. Like, Amber and Joe really make me happy. Like, I was oh, in the mood before I came here today. Like, I don't know I was if it was my nerves, if I was having anxiety today. But I was just, like, not feeling it. And, like, the moment that I connected with these two, like, I'm good. So. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Right. We're going to go ahead and move on into uh, the rest of the show. Uh, the next segment of the show is a very special one because we like to party. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> That's a good one. That, oh, thing. That was a good one. Now, I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> now, I, we like to party. That's funny. Hey. We do like to party, but we also like to, you know, give a shout out and congratulate those in our community who are doing all this major positive stuff mm -hmm. and are making an impact on the community. So this segment of the People's Podcast is called Thriving Wild Black. Take it away, Joe. On this <laughs> segment of Thriving Wild Black, I would like to shout out not only one, not only two, but three black males. Yes. One, two of which are teenagers, Amen. and I want to shout. I want to shout the CEO and the founder of the Harvard Diversity Project, mm. Mr. Brandon P. Fleming. I like that name. Mm -hmm. He, he sounds like he cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, he, right. so, so, um, like Mr. Fleming is the is the CEO of the Harvard Debate Council in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And get this, according to Bloomberg, Atlanta is currently ranked the most unequally city in the United States of America and has one of the highest needs for minority development. Furthermore, the unequally gap extends far beyond Atlanta. Atlanta African Americans in particular are still fighting to gain a level of playing field in the society. The fact that Atlanta is still at a need mm. and that this man has not only attacked that need, mm -hmm. but executed it in a way whereas a lot of people may have not saw it coming. Right. So with that being said, the <clears throat> next two people that I would like to honor on this episode of Thriving Wild Black um, is DJ Roman of North Atlanta High School and Keith Harris of Westlake High School as well. Mm -hmm. These two gentlemen um, won the won the debate um, at Harvard University, oh. and they they went up against people from do, 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 fifteen different countries in mm. the tournament, and oh, these two and, and then these two young men and their teammates they they prepped for about ten months. Wow. And this is their first time debating. Oh wow! So, you know, at the at the Ain't at, that dope? at oh. the level that they're on, you know, these teenagers that come out and and nowadays they have this mouth and they know how mm -hmm. to talk back and they know how to rebuttal on a lot of mm -hmm. things. Um, but the fact that they're utilizing it in a way where as it's positive mm -hmm. 
makes me makes the makes the my expectation and my 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 hopes for the future so much brighter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we hear about the today's society, the next generation, about how they're lacking this, they're lacking that, but. With the help of Mr. Brandon P. Fleming, uh-huh. he's he's tapping into their potential mm-hmm. and showing them that you don't have to be only a basketball player to be yeah, successful. Sure. You don't have to be a football player or even a rapper to be successful. You can tap into your true potential. And even you don't even have to be a debater. You can be a lawyer. Uh-huh. Oh, you got to be able to debate. Right. So the fact that he... You got to be able to lie, too. He, I hope they're not good at that, but you know, let's, let, let's, I want to big up these men because like, thank you, DJ. Thank you, Harris. And thank you, Brandon P. Fleming for thriving while black. Word. You know, the story that, I mean, as you were telling, it reminded me of that movie, The Great Debaters. Mm. And how That's they, what they compared those, it to. Those kids were like preparing for like so long and then like when they came i don't know if they won their first way but i feel like they did but they were just they were everything and unstoppable after that right so it just shows that when you actually put forth the effort and the energy perseverance and persevere right that you could actually just win that you take <clears throat> over and these right. two boys made history at harvard mm-hmm. debate at, at the harvard debate um tournament like I history on their first time on their first time that's a magical black people. and the way that we talked about like how like <laughs> our people are underestimating us mm-hmm. in so many ways in the fact that mm-hmm. listen we we're making history absolutely listen we can't be touched you can hate me now Ooh, <laughs> but, but i, I won't, won't stop, stop now can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> right take that take that <laughs> Thank you for that, Joe. No that problem. Wild Black was filled with a lot of black boy joy. And mm. I am, I'm filled with joy just knowing that. I didn't know that until you brought that to the table. So shout out to you for that. We appreciate you. Um, Next segment of the People's Podcast is called The Socials. The Socials is a segment of the po- podcast that's divided into three parts. Um, I bring you the celebrity news. Joe brings you what's on the tube. And Amber brings you in other news which mm-hmm. is the news that you really need to be paying attention to <laughs> um i'll start off with celebrity news and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very quick with my segment because um there are a few things i just want to give y'all some <laughs> updates on um number one uh and we could probably deep dive into this if we want to, but I don't know if you guys saw like Ti's uh, red, table, red talk? table talk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but, but. I saw a couple clips that mm-hmm. was floating around. That was basically saying more so of the same thing. And um, maybe I should just play it so I don't have to re uh, re say what he said. That way, I'll just give it to you all. But I'm gonna give you guys an update on that. I'm also gonna give you an update on what's going on with that whole Colin Kaepernick workout situation mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. and then I'm just gonna give you some tea, uh, just like quick tea, but it's like stupid tea. So <laughs> don't even worry about it. You won't be missing much, Excuse but me. I'm about to <clears> give <throat> you the celebrity news as soon as my phone loads up. You know, one thing about technology is that it works when you don't need it that bad but when you really do it does not the biggest facts. facts I have been like back and forth about like even buying a phone can somebody pull up the shade room mm-hmm. um 
but because I don't know, like I should have just bought my phone, but I also just don't like people. So what Joe was talking about customer service, like you could really turn a whole customer around if you don't have good customer service. And that's what's been happening to me. Thank you. Um, so let me get into this tea with uh, T.I.'s reaction. I think it's um, second. it might be the second video. Okay. Hold on. that I was having in a very joking manner Who when asked, yes. how do I yes. deal with parenting in this day and age? And so I just began to, you know, from a place of, of truth, I began to embellish and exaggerate. And I think that a lot of people kind of like took it extremely boots. literal. Because if you put his any of my boots? reputation, by like who I am as a father, who I've been, I honestly thought people knew me better than that. Well, there's all of this around... But there's a lot yeah, of people but who don't. Yeah. Do you understand the sensitivity of no. it all? Really? I did not. Do you understand I'm it now? No, I understand it now. Yes, I do. Absolutely. However, my intentions, I think, have been terribly misconstrued and right. misconceived. Right. Let me go set this record straight. Never said I was in any exam room. That is an assumption. Right. That is a falsity. Got it. Uh, mm. I never said... But there's... So that's that was the gist of it. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Choking on this fucking edamame. Um, he said he was never in the exam room. I had to then go back to the original, uh, uh, co- uh the original transcript of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, or went back to listen to it. But everything that he said, I guess he said everybody just assumed. But Assuming. everything you said painted the picture of you being in the exam room with your daughter and telling her to sign the papers so the doctor could check her hymen and bring back. Your results expeditiously. <laughs> so I don't know. That's number one. And number two, I don't believe you that you didn't know that this would be such a big deal. Mm-hmm. That this would be a problem for people. I believe you knew that some people probably would not do that. But your values and your morals led you to do something like that. Or and you are that misogynistic to where it's just not a big deal to you. My you point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say. So I don't know, like... How I didn't watch the whole interview. I mm-hmm. saw clips about it, and it was just you know him talking about that. He had Tiny there with him. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear her say anything about it. Though the clip I saw, she was kind of um like just co-signing what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was I wish I I wish I had that other clip, but it, it, he was um expounding on the fact that he indeed did not know how serious um his remarks were mm. and i'm just like uh, you you at this big excuse me big old age of however you mm-hmm. however old you are you didn't know that that was like <laughs> that that would end that way i'm sorry i i'm not buying that not for one second yeah i'm not buying it either Mm-mm. i don't like it and i don't like <clears throat> um like this looked like such a like a fake cleanup yeah and i just didn't believe it and also the biggest the biggest uh point and you know we can move mm-hmm. on why was uh the child not there right or the or the real mother right or the real mother i would have mm-hmm. believed it a lot better if it wasn't tiny and it would have been a real mother there right not right. unless she right i mean who knows right we don't right. know right we what, don't know the but still i think at minimum it should have been that girl there and it also should have been willow there yep because hmm. willow been, was not and present. i was expecting her to be there i thought she was gonna be there right I think Willow should have been there, and that child should have. That girl, I'm not gonna call her a child, but that girl, she, the daughter, should have been there. 
But I digress. No, I agree. I agree. And honestly, before this came out, that's what I thought would happen. I thought that, like, oh, maybe the daughter would be there. If not the daughter, most definitely Willow would be there. Right. And it to would give, give her. She, she's right. the one who could give, if not, if I'm not mistaken, they're about the same age. So mm-hmm. she would be able to give him, at minimum, a real life perspective perspective because from someone unbiased. other than your yeah. daughter right yeah, exactly to prove to you that like niggy this is a big fucking deal like, <laughs> right said, like you can't just be doing it she said nikki mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um but yeah what else we got oh i'm trying to see which article i'm gonna pull this from <clears throat> um all right so i was talking to you guys about colin kaepernick mm-hmm. scheduling a workout um last weekend for NFL teams, it, it was actually scheduled on like the Saturday, not the Saturday just passed, but the Saturday before that, and um, it was scheduled the Saturday before game day um, for NFL teams to come and like scouts as well to come and check out his workout and see how he's been conditioning and how he is as a player, so he mm-hmm. can potentially be signed by an NFL team. Right. Um, however, uh, a lot of NFL teams were already, like, a day or so before already saying, like, oh, we're not sure why he is scheduling, you know, this workout on this day. It's before game day. Like, we're not going to be there type of thing. So, Colin Kaepernick then went to – he went to a high school football field. I guess he canceled the workout. Went to oh, a, yeah. Went to a high school fo- Talk football about that. field. And did you then, see uh, Stephen A. Smith video? I did not. Can you so, find it? Um, oh. Stephen A. Smith uh-huh. um, basically, like, gunned Colin. Really? For canceling. Because he, he canceled that, uh-huh. that initial joint. Right. Canceled. Right. He was like, nah, I don't want it there. I want it to be at this high school gym, like uh-huh. you said. And Stephen A. Smith, like, I mean, if you don't watch sports, you won't know how, like, detrimental what he said right. was just to the black community. Because right. I'm just like, nigga, like, you try to be so black and so, like, you know, I'm the black guy. Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith is, if I'm not mistaken, the highest paid um, sports yeah, commentator. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, he's entertaining. Yes, he's funny. You know, yes, he does his little spiel. But for you to publicly shun Colin Kaepernick for, quote-unquote, you know, basic, in other words, nigga, you gonna... Give up this opportunity that oh. Master done gave you. Oh. That's basically what the fuck he did. When he said what he said, that's what I saw. That's so he what was I heard. shucking and jiving. Basically telling <laughs> Colin, like, how dare you, you know, spit in the NFL's face type shit. Like, wow, they must have paid him to say that. I'm like, what how kind of you? shit is this? Yeah, I don't know. He I got all the backlash that. for that shit. Good for him. That's why, he the, high, that's why he the highest paid. Mm-hmm. Cause exactly that's why he. Died. You're fucking right. They pay him to say the nonsense that he said. I didn't Y'all see that it? video. I am enjoying my raspberry. Emma is referring to what is going on with our truly hard seltzer. Right. Like, I'm ready for my next one. <laughs> my raspberry lime is very refreshing. That blueberry hit. I'm about to try the black cherry now. And <laughs> yeah. I, um, but when it so when it comes to that, it's like so many sides to be looking at because right. it's like I feel like at the end of the day, right? 
when it came to people, you know, boycotting the NFL because of the police brutality and him kneeling and him mm-hmm. losing his job because of that, everybody, um, there's just people talking now, and I'm, I'm, I'm not buying the conversations, but I'm interested in listening to them because I, I was listening to a, a different podcast and um, someone who was boycotting the NFL was like, well, now nah, I'm watching the game on Sunday mm. because now it's just like I don't know if this is about the cause anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or if yeah. this is about, you know, college. Right, ain't career. that weird, right? I yeah. think we I think we talked about this mm-hmm. when Nessa excuse me, went ham yeah. you know, on, on Jay Z mm-hmm. for taking the meeting. And now it's like, but he's meeting with the NFL. So what does that mean? Right, exactly. So like, what what is it? Like, like what 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 are we really fighting? You like know, do really he want to work or not? Right, he want to work, or he really want to be able to work and protest. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is it? Is it about the cause anymore, or is it about Colin, right. the Colin Kaepernick brand and his career? Sure, and, and we're in no way diminishing, nah. right? Like, like his like right to protest right no not it's at not all. that but when do we come to that middle ground of like all right this man is talented he said he's been working out since he you know has not been picked right. up where is our middle ground where do where do y'all agree where does the nfl and colin kaepernick's camp mm-hmm. agree on something because mm-hmm. like you just said you got people who now like well fuck it i'm watching mm-hmm. i'm watching the game <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. like why am i not watching Exactly. If you fucking working out with these right. niggas. you working out with them. So, so it's just like, and it, this is where we have to now as a society and people be conscious of our own independent thinking. Sure. Like, instead of just hopping on a bad mm-hmm. bandwagon of something. Maybe, like, you might want to understand it better. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, might want to mm-hmm. make sure that this is true to your beliefs or whatever. Absolutely. You know, before you just go start doing something because everybody is acting a way based off this man's decision that yep. he is making for his own life. Yep. He's not thinking about how y'all gonna feel about it because he's gonna do what you he gonna do. Like, period. Facts. So, and... This motherfucker got a lot more money than us. So. <laughs> yes, that's another thing. <laughs> like rich people problems is. I think I'm about to. That's about to be a shirt for the NFL podcast. Rich people rich. Prog- problems. Right. Like at the end of the day, we sitting here spending time talking about these motherfuckers. Rich mm-hmm. people problems. Hashtag. Okay. That's a fact. Shit. Because we be up here talking about it, right. worrying about it. But I'm like, these people at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick sleeping in a nice house. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> loans is paid. Right. Loans is paid. <laughs> He ain't got no car, no okay. car insurance. Nothing. He get driven around, mm. and Nessa get to go on the radio and talk shit. Oh, she like, don't she? So let me just get, let me move right along. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> let me move right along, and I'll talk to y'all about quickly about some bullshit. Um, so I don't know how if y'all been noticing number one how Omarion has been looking very fine, very melanated, calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> yes, he has. On the Instagrams. <laughs> and he is not bothered by whatever is going on, supposedly, right. with his child's mother, his children's mother, April Jones, and her situation with his bandmate. Um, <laughs> I saw that. I, isn't, it, isn't it supposed to be a, a, a millennium, millennium tour 2020? So he posted that. <laughs> right. That's I said, look, is Fizz going to be there or not? Because, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. making B2K. Okay. Because <laughs> the ending of, well, it's not the ending of Love and Hip Hop yet, but on Love and Hip Hop, it's it, they have this whole storyline going to where they trying to do the international millennium tour because they did it in the States. Now they want to do it international. But, you know, Omarion is like, uh, like really not feeling it, and ooh, and very beautiful. The <laughs> colors. Um, 
but Omarion isn't feeling it, and Jay Boog is trying to get fit. So, like, he was like, you don't think that, you know, this situation you got going on with April is preventing Omarion from wanting to do this? And honestly, nobody, that Millennium Tour cannot happen without Omarion. B2K can't go on a Millennium Tour right. without Omarion. He's a leader of the group. I was at the damn Millennium right. Tour, and what the fuck is his name? Raz B right. will not be given a microphone, no. a solo mic, because no. he was not killing it. He was not. Omarion was the, like carrying, like they was just up there dancing. Girlfriend. Raz B decided to take that microphone, child. Right. And I said, ooh, who is that? Like, ooh, that's not Omarion. No way. I was like, ooh, it's different. So, like, like I mean, what? I am a B2K fan, but I am not going to a B2K show if Omarion. Is not there. I'm not gonna get the vocals. I'm not. It's no, not for real. Sound the same. Like, I'm so, not, that's, like, not that's get... like Destiny's Child without Yonce. Come right? on, now. like you can just cannot do it. So, um, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But Fizz is like unbothered, and he's just like, well, I guess like I'm willing to go on a tour. So if he don't want to come on a tour because of this, then like that's on him. Like I'm not stopping the bag, but it's like really you are stopping the bag because, like, you are. Dealing with this man's children's mom, right. and this is supposed to be your boy. You trying right. to act like y'all was never friends, but uh-huh. y'all was. Right. Like y'all was on. I saw all the B2K DVDs. I used to have Ooh, them. DVDs. I saw when Omarion was first on Love and Hip Hop, and how you used to be going to him about your baby mother, and how you wasn't feeling Monice, and you knew he was with April then. So tell us how long has this been going on, beloved? Anyway. A long time. Okay. A long, long time. Last Ago week, days. Ray J and Princess Love been all over social media. Oh, my God. Darn fool. And I'm going to say that to say, when you are in a relationship, period, even with, but, but first and foremost, when you married. Married? Stop taking your business to social media. You look stupid. You look dumb. And it's not yeah. a lot of, it's not that much money that Mona Scott Young could pay sure. me to put my <clears throat> marriage business up on the social media. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Period, I'm done. Oh. Yeah, that story, that story is, that is the really unfortunate. Oh, Lord, my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it, what's the next thing on the docket of the mm-hmm. socials? Oh, on the socials? Well... I'm okay. talking about the next uh Oh, the next thing on the docket for the socials is what's on the tube. And let me tell you, Joe go home and he watch all his television mm-hmm. and he watch it all and he for write, y'all. Right, for you to come back and tell you about it. He take his notes. He, he just sure do because my friend got a whole notebook. He right got now. the notebook <laughs> with the one, two, three. He got a number right. now because I appreciate tell y'all about Can I tell you something though? Mm-hmm. I watched that show that y'all be talking about last night. All of Amer- um, um God Godfather. Yes, I did. So now I'm ready for this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You caught up? No, I just watched the last I episode. Didn't, I didn't watch the last episode, but go ahead. Oh, and I knew that she wasn't going to watch it. So spoiler and I alert. Watched it. It's fine. It's fine. Spoiler alert. But before I move to that topic, right. December 16th, I will be tuned in mm. to the Love in Hip Hop. Okay. New 
York Original City. cast. Because you wait. know what? I'm getting goosebumps because you know when that when I found out that my homie Chrissy is gonna be on Listen. Now, tell you. Listen to me. I said, I don't watch Mona Scott because she be having the people out in the streets, shucking and driving, yes, yes, pushing people do. in the yes, pool. They do. Yes, they do. Chrissy and Ray J pushing them in the pool. I Chrissy. Princess. Princess. Same oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy, Chris, okay, so y'all done. <laughs> not princess. <laughs> no, no, no bullshit. Princess. My friend had me make a fucking wine glass for somebody. Her name was Princess. I am Ooh. not gonna hold y'all like Princess. Well, shout out to you, Princess. C R I N C E S. I hope you still sipping out that wine glass. Princess. Because I'm about to sip on this truly. So, um,. I can't wait to see this season of Love and Hip Hop. Not only because back in the day when I never realized that I when I realized that it was fake was right after this moment because mm-hmm. you know Chrissy, I just felt like she was the realest thing ever. And after Chrissy left Love and Hip Hop, Yandy just get, got big and bold. So mm-hmm. after they after they tamed, I mean you know nothing nothing no no offense to Chrissy, that that bulldog that Chrissy is that pit bull that she is. Mm. Yandy came out. Very true. She she was a poodle before, uh-huh. but they they she a Roddy now. She right? oh, she came <laughs> out there. Wow. wow, she talking about some. She going to people park kids party and all black. Yeah, trying to, she not the like all the, black. Not like friend. Not like the omen though. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, not like the omen though. Right, but did she not see how she flipped? Kim Bella over that dang she, on Ottoman and and still landed on top. Like, and then did did you not? You know, I had to do my research because I had to recap on my thing. She told Yandy that she she looked like a twelve year old boy with, oh. my, <laughs> with them titties. Uh, and then she sat up there and yo, she was so uh, real because it's like yo. A lot of, for those of you that don't know who Yandy is, Yandy was once Jim Jones's um, ex manager. Right. I don't know if she still is, but if she is, I forgot about ex. that. But she felt like she she was like really stepping, tapping in, and overstepping her boundaries by like doing these things like talking to Jimmy's mother and then handing Chrissy. Um, uh, a, a book about how to be a good daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and then asking Jimmy why he buying his girl such expensive things. Mm-hmm. Like, doing oh, all you did the recap. Doing, doing all this shit. And then Chrissy approached her like, yo, you overstepping your boundaries. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like over the years, Yandy has now drank the juice that Yandy, that Chrissy was telling her about. Because right. as you know, Yandy's man is in jail yeah. and she was having problems with his mother mm-hmm. like overstepping her boundaries yeah. and this is the same stuff that Chrissy was telling it's you it's like she morphed into Chrissy right mm-hmm. so now that's why I'm so curious to see either she's gonna either apologize yeah. about everything cause now she can relate on on everything that Chrissy was telling you about before or she gonna rumble and tumble but I think Chrissy is bigger and better <laughs> than that now because she now she the man that um Yandy said that she wasn't gonna be with. She's still with, and I yeah. and I do love it. Um, next case, you know, on this, you know, I had a lot of bullets about the Godfather of Harlem on um, episode nine, but we're gonna go to episode ten because you know there was a lot of quotes that really like stuck by me, and I really do love it. Um, so, spoiler alert for those that um, have not just watched it just yet. So well, this, maybe I ain't watch. I think I watched nine. So episode, um, this episode of 
the godfather of Harlem was entitled the Ranch Strike Blues. So um, due to the slum conditions in Harlem, um, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. leads a ranch strike and uh, investigates the owner of the building. So there's a lot of rot. Huh? Yeah, I seen this. So so there was a lot of rat infestation inside Mm -hmm. the homes. So, you know, they were going off places and Bumpy and Malcolm X and everything was like really was going crazy. And as this was going on, um, Bumpy and Mamie was really like they were going through their marital um, yes. tips mm-hmm. because as they as they were protesting in one of the buildings, Mamie and her side piece, her side piece approached Mamie because a a, a cop the one would, that she told not to call here no more, right? Because Ooh, they oh, that's pro- a side piece. That's her side. The fighter. He, he's he's a fighter. Yeah. Yes. He is. So he went to go. He the cop went to go move her, and the fighter went to go like say no, don't touch her. Right. And in the midst, paparazzi got them, and it was and, a picture, and it ended up on the the, the newspaper. New, the newspaper. But in that meantime, while that was happening, huh? What was happening, Joe? <laughs> while that was happening, you know, Bumpy was getting his fix with Amy. Okay, Amy, he was in the Amy he, who? Amy Vanderbilt. Yep. Oh, so the lady that be in the car, the one be, was in the car. Lady. So she she said a little. She whispered sweet nothings in her oh, ear. Jesus. I mean, in his ear, and then he went in there with hitting it, and then hitting it. With yes, Amy. he was. Amy? He yep. in the bathroom. <gasps> But the way that I love it is, and I, I want a lot of people to take notes on what um, what Mamie did. She knew that he was cheating because he t- she told she, she told him I smell that perfume because he checked her about that about the picture and then she checked, and checked him. her OD too right then wow. checked him she checked him so eloquently she, she checked him about that about what was going on because she smelled oh I know what that five hundred dollar right. perfume because they was arguing like. about one thing and then she slid that shit on her back right and like, right don't try me but in the meantime she was being a rider because she went to go see um. <laughs> in that penthouse apartment in the sky. Oh, she do, but they, <laughs> she do. Um, but in the meantime, while she that was her still her rider because she went to go see Adam Clayton Powell yep. Jr. to make sure that Bumpy's name wasn't going to be in the, in the newspaper scandal. in the scandal itself. Mm-hmm. So she went to go check him, and as she went to come outside, who came in? Amy Vanderbilt tried to. Going slide her way. What she said? Adam Clean Powell's office. Yeah, and she was outside of the office. Right. Yeah. So, so, so she could go talk to. Adam I don't know what she was going to talk to him Bumpy. about, but you know, bef- the conversation that Amy and, and Bumpy that. had was like more so of like a, oh yeah, me and your wife are fighting for the same cause. Mm-hmm. So what I quote mm. that Miss um, Mamie said. This is the shade she said. I, you, love, I, I was like, I need that on a t-shirt. You know how men are. You know, you know how men are. They get tired of the filet mignon at home, and they go, they go outside and get that greasy cheeseburger. A greasy cheeseburger, Ooh. and the baby walked out on that like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> right, said, you, okay, girl. A greasy cheeseburger. Right, yes. right. And she was just standing there looking. Right, so them stupid. subliminal messages was really thrown out there, like, yo, I see you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going nowhere. I'm firm, I'm st- maintaining my ground. So, and then the, this episode ends with the whole fact that Bumpy was, like, really, like, a little anxious because he thought that his name was going to be brought out into that case, yeah. but the name was not brought out. But stay tuned to the next episode because... We thought this was only a five-part We series. thought this was only a five-part <laughs> Right, I'm like, these people said it was five episodes. This is because we Chen and Banana... Oh, oh they They found they out... They found out it was Bumpy. They Because... No, because Jen 
Chen went into that basement to that mm-hmm. shed, mm-hmm. and it was a ring that Joe gave his son, and that skeleton had the ring on it. So I don't know if that ring. But ain't he lying? But I don't know if it's real or not. But that's a ring. Oh. So you, so, so but the, the man definitely believed the man. He believed the man because yeah. the ring was on it. He said, "I gave my son because his ring was supposed to be exactly. here to protect protect him and." All that stuff. I saw so that. Bolano found out that Chin had the ring in the basement. No, he found it was he, a skeleton. It was a skeleton child. in yeah. the shed. He oh. told he told Bonanno that in the sh- this is where that Bumpy held one of his like drug bu- mm. drug um trading thing. That's where he and ke- there was a skeleton. It was in, ske- there. in the so in now Bonanno think that Bumpy killed his son. Yes. Right. So now he said, now what? But we he could have made that whole shit up, right? He could have made it up. Right. So we are gonna he stay did tuned. Because Chin killed him. Right. Before, because he said he killed. He could have took his ring off, right, and put that ring on that. No, but this was a specific ring. So, um, but before I move forward, I think that Bumpy, Bumpy's daughter, and Malcolm, because she is Bumpy's daughter. I, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is she the lady with the white on? The yeah, yeah, the one that went outside. She likes Malcolm. She yeah, likes she him. Do. Okay. And because you know she's not an ordinary sister. Okay. Sister and wife. But the one with them white glasses. The white glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> she knows. Every time I see her, she bring your ass in. Where somebody, did you come from? <laughs> this is my outside that need help. Like, she always popping up that lady. Right. Damn it. Sister, she lo- I believe there's someone that needs you. Right, that's what she said. <laughs> well, go help them then. Right. That's the funny part. Like, girl, go help them damn people. You see I'm in here with this funny. <laughs> I'm busy. Right. So, so I can't wait to see the next episode because I think she about to just give up her rights. Like, because I, so. I don't, she, I think she's just gonna be a Muslim. But like, yeah. the sisters in white just could just could go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they could go somewhere. Right. She is not interested. So then let's go to um like Empire. Mm. So after realizing that music is her first love, Cookie makes moves to get back into the music world behind Lucius's back. So on this episode of like um, Empire, we find out that that Cookie just loves she loves music and she, what she wants to do is to to increase her love for it in another way by not going into um by not like helping out Empire because they feel like um what Lucius is really doing is um he's really feeling entitled mm-hmm. to like everything that um that empire is doing right now like he doesn't like the growth that is happening with um empire raw being established by his son and like like i really understand it because i'm like i'm i'm straddling the fence a little bit because you know um when you built when you have built um an empire so so big and massive and it's starting to the, the change is starting to happen you don't really you don't really you can't really see the change because mm-hmm. you're so used to what's happening now mm-hmm. so one thing that um happened was um there's nothing like a mother's love because one thing that cookie said to um andre was tell your story and one thing that you got to be really really relatable about is like really telling your story and he told his story about how like he was really um embarrassed and um like he was upset because a lot of his, his both his brothers were like musically inclined and he wasn't. So he became very relatable on how he, like his his depression and his bipolar um, syndrome made made <clears throat> music so much more beautiful right. and different things like that. So at that moment, Lucius had stopped 
one of the yeah. girls from going on stage. Why he did that? He's so trifling. But, like, when he noticed that his son was coming on, yeah. that that was, like, really telling a story, it was really touchy, he called the girl on stage, but I thought... And I'm like, did he know he was going to, like, do I don't anything? think he'd know he was... I think he was going to stop that girl from going on stage to hurt her, mm-hmm. but I guess he... Like, do you think it, he wanted to bring to hurt to hurt the girl or hurt the boy? Hurt him. Yeah. Hurt his, hurt Andre hurt his more son, so. Right. But I just felt like, in in another realm, he wanted to be all about him. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's, I feel like Lucius speaks out of two two sides of his mouth. Right. Like well, on one hand, you so loving to your kids and you love Cookie, but then you do very wild shit. Right. So that's cool. So I do agree. In the beginning, I didn't agree with Cookie with her saying that he always wanted to be about. Her about him mm-hmm. but then i looked at it was just like yo like if you if you built if you continue to say that i built this empire for yeah. my family why don't you just continue to let the fruits of your labor grow right like why you still got to be at the front right. like the front line right and then you downplay cookies like money that you said two weeks ago like okay that's that's enough about lucius right that's about to end you they, I mean, they going down a different kind right of right like. and then and then they and like i think we have two more episodes left until like next seat next um it's over after this one right but but you know oh. they got their spring oh, okay, okay. they yeah. come oh, back the in the spring and then oh, that's the okay. ending of it mm-hmm. but whatever um my last te- television series oh, I that I love. I need to start watching the shows more. I like mm-hmm. this segment because, you know, I never can participate because mm-hmm. I don't be watching. Friend, watch let me tell you. Thing. So my last thing that I want to talk about is All American. I wish I would start watching 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I do you know, watch that I got to watch it, but, you yes. know, okay. It's you a know. new season. I know. Maybe, maybe I could start over and watch it. Mm-hmm. So on, on this episode of All American, um, there's a lot of things that are growing, going on. Um that like they did an exhibition um, rematch between Beverly Eagles and um, South Crenshaw, and there was a lot of tension. And um, if we do get to um, Word on the Street, I'll be able to elaborate a lot more. But sometimes, oh, some sometimes a lot of people we do feel like we need to be privy to a lot of information that we that we aren't really prepared for. So that, that that's what really what happened on this episode of um of All American, whereas like the young man um, Spencer was like looking for I he he kind of like blocked out some of the um the hate and stuff that he had for his father and really wasn't really receptive of what what new information that was going to happen. So when his father left a couple um, episodes ago, he just went back into his um, his mode that he was used to, whereas oh my father left. So now I got to go into um, recovery mode because I would I know I knew that he was going I knew he was going to leave. But on this episode, he found out that his father had um, cancer, I believe. Mm. And um, not only one time did he beat it, he beat he like he he beat it like two other times, and it had just came back. And the fact that his his younger brother found a letter that came into the uh, mail that he he's the young boy got to be no more than in like sixth sixth grade. He Google whatever. He needed to Google about what was the information that was on the letter. And they found out they put the pieces together and they found out that he had cancer all over again. 
And it was like, it kind of switched into like, it switched the dynamic of um, Spencer's perspective because now, um, now we understand that Spencer's, Spencer's perspective of his father has changed one. And now I believe Spencer's mother now has to be forced to tell Spencer that his little brother may not be from his father. Well, it may be from coach. So it's just like, it's a whole lot that uh, as children, we sometimes we may not be ready for the information that it's going to happen because at that moment in time, we don't know. Some people don't know how you're going to handle it. But I'm going to really, um, I'm probably going to dive down in a little more in word on the street because um, Coop did some malicious things as well because she kind of um, like broke out on an opportunity, like kind of re went back on an opportunity that could have been big for not only her, but her also her girlfriend. Mm. Like um, one of the girls, her father is a big time record producer and Coop's girlfriend, what she did, she sang on, on one of her EPs and the record producer thought that they were a group. So when they went in for like a touch base or a meeting, um, he was like, yo, where the other girl at? Y'all sound good together. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, I'm a solo deal. Mm -hmm. So the, this episode ends with Coop saying how, oh, yeah, Coop's girlfriend like, yo, excuse me, I'm going to, um, what happened? He was like, oh, she, he really didn't look for a talent like me because I'm different, but I'm going to keep continue to fight, but not, not giving her the, not giving her the information like, yo, we could do this together. Mm -hmm. So she was being real selfish because they could have been a group making big time money, which she like right. the opportunity that could have been give, granted to both of them. Mm -hmm. She was being selfish because she, she wanted it for herself. So this ends my segment of the two. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for my updates. I'll see you then. I know that's right. Thank you, Joe, for that tea. If y'all haven't caught up on what's on the tube, catch up so that you can be ready for next week. Right. Because when I tell you, spoiler alert, <laughs> we talking about it, friends. <laughs> All right? Um, Amber is about to bring us and talk to us about some things that we really need to be paying attention to out here in the streets. But we... Uh, I'll be watching so, TV. I'll be out there watching TV, okay, and, and searching on Instagram and scrolling yeah. right. um, instead of watching about what's going on on, on, on the, uh, the real, real news. Hmm. So, Amber, in other news. Um, yes. So, um, I wanted to, I thought it would be very remiss of the podcast to not at least, um, being that we do have this news segment now, right. to at least touch on the impeachment inquiry. Hmm. Excuse me. This truly is giving me the belchies. Um, so the first thing, and I'm going to try to put this in as, as as close to layman's terms as possible because oh. it's a lot. Like if you've not yeah. been, if you've not been watching, watching and paying attention, it's hard to even understand why. Well, some people know that, know why he should be impeached, but like, like the intricate real case, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. the, the, the means mm -hmm. uh, that the Democrats have to, call for his impeachment so um the first thing i want to talk about is the fact that the democrats could actually impeach trump by christmas mm. Mm. so like Deck the when i saw th <laughs> i'm done <laughs> that is it that's that funny is I that was funny I a lot of people know. don't even know mm -hmm. that it's like this is it, possibly this soon right, right. 
Um, so according to CNN, Democrats are moving quickly, quote unquote, to impeach Trump before Christmas. Um, the next steps are as follows. Excuse me. The report. So. Uh, this is coming from the CNN congressional correspondent, Phil mm -hmm. Mattingly. So just pay attention if you really want to know what's going on. So one, the report is, quote, at this moment and through the course of the next week, Thanksgiving week, the House Intelligence Committee staff are drafting a report of their findings based on the depositions, based on the public hearings that we've seen to this point. So as you may or may not know, there have been a couple of public hearings um, that have been broadcast on multiple news outlets that were obviously, you know, public information. You could watch these hearings on CNN, ABC, wherever, YouTube, Twitter, even. Um, I implore you to at least just go watch one of them. It's actually pretty entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Um, so that's the report. To the articles of impeachment. So the House Intelligence Committee will then send the report to the House Judiciary Committee, which will draft up the articles of impeachment. And then adding that the committee could have public hearings on their own, like during this whole like gathering of documents. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is the vote. So there could be a committee markup of articles of impeachment in the second week of December, mm. which is amazing. <laughs> a vote on the House floor to impeach President Trump could come before Christmas. Quote, it's very clear that they're moving quickly. One thing is certain at this time, impeachment is happening. Mm. So um, what I meant to do, and I'll just do it right now quickly, um, because some people might not really know what impeachment actually means. Um, and some people, I think some people, you know, m may hear the word um, impeachment and automatically think like, oh, that nigga getting the fuck up out of here. <laughs> and, it, you know, that's not it. Right. right. Um, so let me I'm just going to pull up the word impeach um, according to Miriam Webster. Mm -hmm. So the word impeach means one to charge with a crime or misdemeanor, specifically to charge a public official before a competent tribunal with misconduct in office, right? So understand that impeach does not mean he's going anywhere. He's I want everyone to understand that. It just means that he is being charged with a crime. Mm -hmm. And in particular, I believe that his crime would be, um, what's the word? obstructing mm -hmm. um impeachment fucking like uh trials and hearings mm -hmm. and stuff like that right um the other one i don't know if you guys have been hearing this word go around quid pro quo quid pro quo um which i'll do another miriam webster's on that because i had to do it for myself because you know doing this in information doing this um research right for for you guys like yeah, you can get the information from CNN or ABC, but you got to be able to, like, A, digest it, and they then B, it. say it uh -huh. in a way that everybody's going to understand what the fuck yeah. you're talking about, right? So quid pro quo um, means, it's Latin, and it means something for something, mm. right? So it's a Latin phrase used in English to mean an exchange of goods or services. Like oh, in which one transfer is contingent upon another. So the quid pro quo 
in question is that in case nobody if you've never listened to the podcast or if you've never listened to the impeachment shit going on and you just are kind of wondering what's going on with Trump is right here mm-hmm. the quid pro quo in question regarding Trump is that he withheld I want to say upwards of well he a fact is that he froze 400 million dollars worth of aid to Ukraine Mm -hmm. Mm. with the quid pro quo that y'all are gonna do some digging on Biden and his Mm -hmm. son for me because I feel like they was doing some meddling Mm -hmm. in one of his uh one of the son's businesses right that he sits Mm -hmm. on the board of Mm -hmm. the quid pro quo is that I won't withhold my aid if you get me that information mm-hmm. that is one million percent illegal yep. mm. so that's why you may be seeing a few things he he'll say like oh i want no quid there is no quid pro quo mm-hmm. i don't want anything you know mm-hmm. like but still do the research you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so and everybody talking to rudy yes, Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. yes and, and that's it, what i'm getting into and, next oh, absolutely my, no go for it go no, for it but he had everybody to try to keep his name clear he had everybody mm-hmm. going to talk everybody go talk to rudy i'm sure he knows how yeah. to handle it. like but not saying anything directly absolutely and so now that's that's the only like leg that the republicans are trying to stand on exactly so this is it's like well he never really and said that's what so his mouth that is what's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. This person, uh, I forgot the uh, ambassador's name, but this man literally said, yes, there was quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he literally fucking mm-hmm. said it. And the, the Republicans, like, argument is like, well, you don't got no proof. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally down to he said, she said, which is trash because this is our country. Quid pro quo. Yes. So um, the second part of um, the impeachment that I wanted to talk about is that... Um, these are some things that you can expect um, in the impeachment inquiry. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, a handful, and again, this is all from CNN. A handful of leadership aides and senior committee officials plan a busy week of deliberations behind the scenes to prepare a momentous December that will likely lead to President Trump being impeached by the year's end. So here's what you can expect. One. They are currently writing the report that I was talking to, talking about just a few minutes ago. Um, Democratic House aides are spending Thanksgiving week this week preparing a report that will spell out the case for impeachment. Mm. Um, Number two, I'm sorry, one more thing on that. It'll detail the evidence that was gathered over the course of the eight-week investigation and Mm. is expected to make recommendations about the path forward. So the report is already being fucking written. Two, there are unlikely to be any big surprises in the report, which is great. Um, most of all, almost all of the evidence is public. You know, lawmakers released 15 of the 17 transcripts from their depositions. They literally have text messages um, from someone who was a former special envoy to Ukraine. They got emails from the guy. That's what I'm talking about. Ambassador Gordon Sondland. He's the yes. fucking one who was like, up. Oh, it was yes. quid pro quo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not clear what other documents they would have um, would have to include in the report, given um, the stone stonewalling from the Trump administration. Um, and then there are the final two transcripts from Philip Reeker of the State Department and Mark Sandy of the Office of Management and Budget. Um, and those can be released as soon as actually today. So the last thing is what they'll actually be considering, which is really important. So they're looking at 
multiple articles of impeachment, including abuse of power, mm. obstruction of Congress, mm. obstruction of justice, and like you said, bribery. Mm-hmm. There's a debate underway whether to include the episode's detail in special counsel um, Robert Mueller's report mm-hmm. within an article of obstruction of justice. That would be amazing. Um, I'm not saying that this is like a super easy thing to do, but just the fact that um, these outlets are super confident that the yeah. impeachment will happen before Christmas, that's amazing to me. Yeah. I feel like, like that's that's strides. Right. Even if this shit don't work out, even if he is allowed to, you know, whatever, like he doesn't get impeached, like this is strides because I was at a point where I'm just like, how fucking much more are we going to take from this guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he says wild shit every fucking day Hmm. cnn has a count on how many fallacies how much false shit this man (laughs) has said in his entire presidency (laughs) and it's in the hundreds and i want to say it's in the 500s right it's ridiculous i wonder how many tweets he he has tweeted since he became president like seriously right it's it's ridiculous how much he's tweeted since these um oh oh what i'm telling you i'm just like first of all i feel like what I've like I've seen Trump like still tweeting, but he's so quiet right now. Oh yeah, because like, you know shit might have hit the van. And it's it's so obvious. And I'm looking at, at at the American people, and I'm like, so y'all believe what these people say? These huh. Republicans when they get on TV, and I'll just say this: they seem very uneducated to me. Hmm. They don't know how to question nobody. They just sit there and try to like impose on like emotion yes. instead of asking question about facts. Which is exactly what his entire candidacy mm-hmm. and presidency has been working on people's fucking emotions. You know what kind of emotions? Mm-hmm. Racist ones, mm-hmm. right? Uh, misogynistic ones, mm-hmm. right? These are the people who he has in all of his rallies and shit. Yeah. Like, let's I'm go like, Trump. Oh, my God, y'all so dumb. Like, I'm Because at- he has a, a, a big voice and he screams and he curses, calls people sons mm-hmm. of bitches. Like, people are moved by that shit. And a lot of people so. say that it's unfortunate that our Democratic candidates are not as, I'll say radical, because this motherfucker is radical. Yes, I'm sorry. Is. People say that because his voice is so big and he does so many outlandish things that stick in our minds, our Democratic candidates need to fucking step up to the plate and play the hardball that he's playing. Hmm. He know that there's a lot of dumbass Americans in the middle of the country. He know that shit. And he's playing off of it. Promising these big jobs, promising all these jobs coming back to America when it's like, you're lying. Like, you're flat out lying and people believe it and that's what's so scary and that's why he got elected. But do you know what it is too? Like, it's so crazy. It, on another token, whereas those people that voted for him or was just like, oh, he's going to be this grand thing. What are they thinking now? Right. <laughs> and you know what's so <laughs> fucked up about that? I bet you they'll still vote for his ass. Right. Mm-hmm. I bet you because they you like this is how deep the um salacious. Right. The disgusting murderous history of this country. It does not come to the forefront often, as often as it should. As much as these motherfuckers hate black people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they hated that Barack was in office. Mm-hmm. What? And they couldn't find they, not. What? Oh, y'all want to do that? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> right. You get what I'm saying? Right. And they will reelect him to be like, he he going to fix it this time. Right. Now he really going to fuck him right. up. Like, we going to vote for him again. Right. No. You going to make stuff. Meanwhile... 
Put his ass under the jail. Me please. fucking while he gives not one fuck about you farming mm-hmm. ass <laughs> niggas. <laughs> you know what I who keep saying? Who think that Barack Obama is responsible for right. 9-11. Right. Like, y'all are fucking stupid. You know, you know they keep talking about this whistleblower, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep... <laughs> I keep saying it to my parents. I said, it's his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Melania has had enough. Melania said, I got I got my P I got my family over here in Baltimore. She ready. (laughs) She said my kid is good because he got Trump at the end of his name. Mm -hmm. He got exponential. Is that a good word? That's a good one. Ooh. (laughs) Money. (laughs) Okay. Coming in. Yes. Yes. He has a lot of money coming in. Like Take him away. Take him the fuck away. Take him the fuck away. Blow the whistle. Right. Ah, that too, too. Get him away from Right. We say all that to say, we we are definitely looking forward to this December. Hopefully, um, things go the way that we want them to go. Um, The second story I had was a little cheesy one. Apparently, not apparently, it's a fact. Um, There's one Jersey Cash 5 winner. In Newark, New Jersey. All right, now. And the ticket won $344,993. What store they bought it from? What was the number? You know the store they bought it from? Where? They bought it from Home Wines and Liquors on Orange Street in Newark, New Jersey. I don't go off those parts. They don't got it. Right, that's what I'm saying. It could have been like a little bum. I know exactly where that's at. That's what It could have been like a little bum or something. Yes, that's that's in the hood hood. Right, that's what I'm saying. And this was on, the jackpot was on Sunday, November 24th. And the retailer will actually receive a $2,000 check just for sending, I'm sorry, just for selling the winning ticket. God wow, that's yeah. a hood ass Maybe I need to go back. I'm like, who? Which one of my cousins then right. got that damn ticket? I need right. to find <laughs> They better drop it. You remember that movie Jackpot? What is it called? Lottery when with Bow Wow? Oh yeah. And you sign a ticket. <laughs> Hopefully you signed that, that ticket. damn ticket. Right. Oh, but yeah, that's all I got for. Oh, that yeah, was that good. I like the socials was good. Today. It was. was Everyone is so informed. Right, we out here giving y'all information. No, we for probably, real, this is a good. Episode. Y'all gonna right. have to start paying for this podcast. Oh, right, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. This truly has been good. I'm on my second one. Um, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking my blueberry, mm-hmm. and I see. Is it? I see. It's Akai. Akai. Is it Akai? Yes. You sure? I'm positive. Okay. Because I thought it was acai. No, no it's, it's not that. Well, I'm drinking my blueberry and acai. Well, and that's what they say on the commercials, friend. Well, I don't know. They say, they it say acai. I've heard acai. Well, I'm drinking the blueberry one. <laughs> that shit good. And I like that you know, blueberry one. Really, so far, I think I like the raspberry. Well, I'm going to try that I'm going to try that one next. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I do like it. Truly, we're going to tag you. We ain't yeah, no word real. up like truly we gonna tag you on this joint mm-hmm. like you can send us a case you can send us a check um, <laughs> we would love look we offer two sponsorships <laughs> <laughs> we got two sponsorship options okay. available if you are interested in learning what they are feel free to email us at Please it's do. the people's yes. podcast at gmail.com that's it's the people's podcast <laughs> at gmail.com for your sponsorship. I like the raspberry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Now next. Now next. On the docket of our very funny, entertaining, dope ass podcast called the people's podcast is a segment where um, Joe gives us a word and he 
makes y'all think about what that word really means. This segment of the episode is called A Word on the Street. All right. So today on The Word on the Street, um, um, the word is entitled. Mm-hmm. So Merriam-Webster's definition. What's the word again? Entitled. All right now. So um, Merriam-Webster's definition of entitled is having the right to certain benefits or privileges. Mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary's definition of the word entitled is an attitude, demeanor, or air of rudeness, and ingraciousness or combativeness, especially when making excessive demands or services, usually used following the word acted. Okay. Mm. So, um, I took that because, um, like, I thought about the word entitled and about how, as a teenager, there were certain things that I felt like I was entitled to, mm-hmm. such as, um, I should I should be able to drink before I was twenty one. Um, there were certain. Um, information family you know you everybody have their family secrets that they feel like they're entitled to um i.e um going back to the episode of all american um but when i as an adult now i'm like would i be able to handle that type of information at the time that i really wanted it Mm -hmm. psychologically sometimes we make mistakes and and utilize the word entitlement for the sense of self-confidence and it can be also projected by um sarcasm Mm -hmm. sometimes we confuse it with narcissism as well and and often associated with self-absorption but in many cases entitlement is during person is a is an enduring personality trait Mm -hmm. characterized with the belief that one deserves preference and resources that others do not Mm. Like boundaries, we recognize entitlement chiefly by its af- effect on us, envy, anger, and frustration. Mm. Why do they think they deserve it any more than I do? We wonder, and then it is them or it is it me? Hmm. In many cases, like we need to realize that with entitlement, whether it's I am, I, I feel like I'm entitled to this information. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm ready for that promotion. I'm ready to do certain things. You have to understand that when you say that you are entitled to X, Y, or Z, you have to make sure that you are prepared for it because sometimes mm-hmm. you're not really prepared for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Entitlement also um, is 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 it, it's also de- deserving. Do you deserve? To be privy to that hmm. because sometimes hmm. you're not really deserving of into that exclusive group so to speak so it's when it comes to entitlement you have to really check yourself and i mean I, all of that was like or everything i just read was all political politically correct and all psychological things that a lot of people have done um test on because then i i read some things about people who um, they they did studies with um, MBA students that went to Harvard and different things like that. But I don't want to read that. I'm going to more so come real, whereas it's just like, yo, like we have to really check ourselves when we feel like we we are entitled to certain things. Mm -hmm. We have to really understand that 
we are not really entitled to anything in life. Nobody owes you shit. Nobody owes you anything. And at that moment, you got to fight for every moment in time. And I go back to my thriving while black. Like those people didn't feel entitled to winning. They, they prepared for it. They prepared. Ten months. Ten months for it. Before they got what they deserved. So, and it's so much more precious mm -hmm. and so much more sweet when you can say that I earned it. Mm -hmm. There's certain people in life that feel like just because I am, I, I came from this money. I, I came from this person. I'm entitled to everything that this person Alright, the legacy that they set. That they work for. They they work for. But but one thing that I took from, and this is gonna be the end of my segment, that I took from this episode of um Godfather of Harlem, Malcolm X said this quote Every man has a legacy, even if they don't want one. Mm. So it's up to you. What type of legacy you gonna leave? You behind? gonna leave behind. Ooh, Joe. All right, give us a word. So this ends my word on the street. Let me tell you. That was good, JoJo. Pastor. Okay, Pastor. Pastor said, let me refer you back to the book. Right. <laughs> hmm. well, Y'all remember that. Nobody owes you nothing. We all sometimes have a sense of entitlement, and we need to kind of check ourselves because everything that you are supposed to have, you have to work for it just like everyone else. Right. I think we talk about a lot. Of, I talk a lot about it on the podcast. Like people will look at you and be mad at you, but don't even know how hard, like what it took for you to get where you at. They don't even know that I only got twenty dollars in my account right now, bro. Right. Like they don't even know that you. You know, my gas tank is on E right sure, now. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't, you know, that sense of entitlement that people have is just super trash. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll move on to what, what what's happening. I'm in nothing. I'm just, I'm good. I just closed my laptop because okay. my notes is done. All right. I'll get into uh, the next segment is a segment that I like to present about mental health and mental wellness. It's called a segment about nothing. Yes. I'm going to give y'all some tidbits about mental health. I should probably unplug my phone before I snatch it out the wall. I have a couple of things I want to present um, to you all for the segment about nothing. Um... And it's basically, it's going to be like, you know how they, there's a way they used to tell you in public speaking, like mm -hmm. how you post to present, like you have to give like the cause, what the problem is and like the solution mm -hmm. when you speaking. <laughs> so that's kind of how I'm presenting this, uh, this segment of the podcast to you. Star. star, the star technique, mm -hmm. right? What is it? The situation, situation the task, yep. the action, yep. mm -hmm. and, the and the result. Or the resolution. Yeah. Resolution. Mm -hmm. So kind of like that, but not so many um, parts to it. Actually, so, use that shit when you go on interviews, by the way. Right. Exactly. Right. When you go on interviews. Right. Exactly. Um, so I wanted to just talk to you guys about um, some factors that might lead to mental health issues that are less obvious than others um, and they are present and if you can resonate with any of these factors or if you've been in a very familiar space with them you might want to um, 
be mindful of that uh, and try to check yourself on that before it's a habit that you create that affects you negatively in the wrong run. Mm-hmm. So these long run, these are some less obvious factors that lead to mental health issues. Number one is saying yes to everything. Number two, trying to fix or save everyone. Number three, people pleasing, putting others' needs above yours, defining a successful life based on another's or society's expectations. These are just some things that we do unconsciously, um, but if we continue to do them, it won't be healthy for our mental health, and it will cause us to fall into these different states of mental um illnesses and mental distresses like that like like anxiety and depression and i think a lot of the times the people seem to sweep their depression under the rug is because there are a lot of people around them who don't understand depression or anxiety or mental illness um and so like there's a stigma around um depression and anxiety um and these are a couple of the stigmas this is the problem that i'm talking about so i Mm -hmm. just told y'all you know you know the situation which leads to the problem and then i'm going to try to give y'all a resolution just to be mindful and some things that you could do in order to prevent yourself from going down the wrong path but the problem is uh, um our society as a whole as black people we don't understand um Depression, anxiety, mental illness. Um, when people say, you know, I might be depressed or I'm sad, you know, a lot of your family might tell you, like, you you get over it. You could pray about it, but you can't just get over it. Um, some people, um, and I've had family members think that I use my depression as a way to get attention, and that's the that's the furthest amount of thing that I want. I do not want you to pay attention to me. I actually want you to act like I do not exist. So you have to realize that people who suffer from mental illnesses are not attention seekers. Um, mental illness isn't made up like mental illness is a thing it's just that a lot of people especially and unfortunately in the black community we do not address it we do not take care of it which is why we end up on a lot of a path on a lot of the paths that we end up on as a society um because we don't address mental wellness um depression is actually more common than people would think um because being that we don't address it that much, a lot of people think, oh, now everybody's depressed. But actually, I see a lot of people, even after my diagnosis, and I see traits and things that people do, and I'm like, you know, you might be dealing with something, but it's hard for me to even bring that to somebody because you don't want to offend them. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are depressed can still be very high-functioning. So a friend might tell you that they suffer from depression, but you like, how? Like, you always out, you always doing this, you always have... You don't understand that some people who are very high functioning stay high functioning as a distraction from their depression. So, um, and and if you realize that factor in yourself, then be mindful of that. Like, are you just keeping yourself busy so you don't have to unpack or deal with the other stuff? That's something that you might want to, you know, take privy to, maybe pay attention to, maybe address in the long run, but do not ignore those habits. Those habits are not a part of your lifestyle. Those habits you created to, you know, distract yourself from what's really going on within you um this is a pet peeve of mine people who suffer from mental illness please 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 they're not crazy Hmm. people who suffer from mental mental wellness issues or mental illness the c word is something that is it's like 
Like just don't say it because that I mean it's it's not nice and it's 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 something um that people who suffer from mental illness do not like that's the, that's what they're afraid of being called, which is why they probably don't even deal with that shit because it's just like if I even acknowledge it or if I you know own what's going on with me that everybody else is gonna call me the c word, and that's not what it is. You might say you could tell me I'm unwell. I'll I'll take that. Call me unwell, but do not call me the c word. Anyway, um. I think that's really important. I don't think you right. should have to brush over it. Yeah. I don't think you should have to, um, you know, uh, speak on that particular issue, mm-hmm. that particular word, because a lot of people, like, are so, um, what's the word? Um, insensitive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Insensitive to not only their, it could be their friends, it could be even their family. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're, like, people don't realize, like, how detrimental that is that just calling somebody that especially when it's somebody that's close to them mm-hmm. you may be saying it in jest mm-hmm. right you may be saying it on some funny shit but that shit not funny it's not, it's not funny at all and that's part of the tone deaf um not aware um environment and uh society mm-hmm. in our in our community yeah, and I'm talking about us right now. Especially, I'm talking about us right now, right? Like that shit needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. Like check your fucking self. Factual. You right. know what I mean? Like check yourself. Take the time out. Don't be selfish, right? Don't be so self-absorbed that you're not even. And this is just general, right? Mm-hmm. That you're not even realizing the weight of your words with whomever you're talking right. to, you're speaking to. Uh, like, but uh, but more exactly. especially in that. In that kind but of situation. But even when you speak to people, Amber, that's a great point. Like, be mindful of your words. Like, the, mm-hmm. the your, people don't understand words mean things. Like, yes, they do. When you say th- words, like, they mean something. Sure. And you could try to be saying it one way and then the person takes it the, uh, another way, but be mindful of that. Absolutely. Say, I don't know if you took that the wrong way, but just this. Sure. Is, I mean right. That even way. that. You yes. Know what I'm even that. Because I myself have to sometimes mind my words mm-hmm. because I can. I can be in a mood and say some shit and that'll cut that'll cut through somebody's mm-hmm. fucking steel wall. Right. And I can acknowledge that. And and I like I can acknowledge that I have a problem with that mm-hmm. and that that's something that I need to work on. Right. What's fucked is that there are tons of people and let me let me this let me let me talk about a, a, a conversation that motherfuckers ain't ready to have yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mom, grandma, right. sister, right. brother, okay? Cousins. Mm-hmm. It's some fucking words. And I'm not even just talking about mental wellness mm-hmm. right now. It's some words that you motherfuckers say around your family mm-hmm. who may be suffering from mental wellness issues, right? right? Who may be a part of the LGBTQIA, whatever, right. community. Who may be this or who may be that. And you say some wild ass Stuff. shit that oh is God. anti them. Yep. Like we just gotta be a, and, and especially with fucking Thanksgiving coming up mm-hmm. Because I saw some shit And I was gonna put it up for my final thought But mm-hmm. I think it's very imperative that We talk about it now That we kinda have this mental wellness conversation right. going on Like be fucking mindful mm-hmm. of your family members mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it hurts 
that much more, more when it's coming right. from your, from your family, family. Yeah. somebody who you feel like should love you mm-hmm. and fuck with you Regardless. and they might not know all of your mental wellness mm-hmm. or they might not know that you got a boyfriend and you a boy or you mm-hmm. got a girlfriend and you a girl they might not know that right. so these are internal battles that you're battling with yourself but now you gotta be around everybody mm-hmm. for fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas and yeah. then it gets to a point where as you're at a funeral mm-hmm. and you say they were healthy as ever mm-hmm. Why the hell did they commit suicide? Mm-hmm. I remember a story about um, my babysitter's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. He was an officer. Don't know what the hell happened, but I, I you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't there for it, but I just know because my parents and her were very, very close. But all I know is her son-in-law went behind the car and he told his family, don't come behind the car. And he shot himself in the head. Don't know what he was going through. No. Nope. Don't know you. But then you're at the funeral crying, and you're like, you, 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 you're at a point where, as it's like, yo, now you're so you, sad. Your mind boggles. Your mind is not even what? allowing right. you. Your selfish mind is not even allowing you to just divulge. Right. Into damn. So I mean, think about why. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, I'm entitled to know what. Sure. The reason. The reason sure. why. But you. Really, and it, it's almost a. How dare he? How, right, that was right? so selfish. So selfish. Her. Isn't isn't it selfish mm-hmm. to say that suicide is selfish? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Like. It's so selfish. Dog, you don't know what the. To be at your wits end, which mm-hmm. is something that I, I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And you talking about somebody selfish? That's just like. Mm-hmm. Like, um. I'm not sure if y'all heard in the news that that guy that committed suicide in the jail cell and they're blaming the the guards. The guard. Oh, the white guy who was associated with Trump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He yeah. committed suicide and they blaming the guards because they weren't on watch. Cause uh-huh. he com- you don't know. You don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Look at what he was. <laughs> let, let's be real. Look at what the fuck he was facing. Mm-hmm. They said this man had a lot of mm-hmm. secrets about a lot of people, mm-hmm. including like this sex trafficking shit, mm-hmm. selling women for mm-hmm. sex. He knew a lot of shit. And we can't take, even though that's a terrible thing, right. we can't take away that that didn't fuck with his mental. Right. You know and now what I'm that saying? He's in it a doesn't, jail it cell. doesn't uh, nullify it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So. Because people are trying to put out the narrative, like, you know, now that they arrested the guards, that the guards had something to do with yeah. it, or that yeah. he was killed because they didn't want him to talk. Mm-hmm. And while that might have been a factor, you still can't take away from maybe he did off himself because he was fucked up about right. that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then no matter the time. Like they were there or not, whether they was watching him or not, I'm sure that these inmates know when the guards are gonna be off the clock mm-hmm. or when they switch shifts or different things like that. Word. Absolutely, like, and I just want people like I'm, I'm glad y'all expound on it because I know for myself when people are not mindful that like this is something like I feel like a lot of people, especially family, ignore my whole situation which makes me then and i'm being transparent and i probably will regret it later but it makes me isolate myself from my family from my mother from people because i feel like they just will never understand me and especially when they throw out words like crazy or this or that and it's just like yo you I'm trying to be honest with you about something that I am dealing with and battling with every day. And then you just call me crazy. You know what that is? That just that's and it's like now you have to create boundaries around between yourself and people that you never thought you had to create a boundary from. Mm -hmm. You You know, know you know what that is, too. It's a simple fact that 
a lot of our ancestors hid a lot of secrets mm -hmm. that just like Amber was saying, they hid a lot of secrets that they're not ready to attack. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's so easy for for me to put the blame on you mm -hmm. or name call you and not put it back on me. Yeah. So it's just like it's so they that deflect. They deflect. Right. They can relate and they understand, yeah. but they don't want to take ownership of it because then that means that they're responsible for, for the way they mm -hmm. treat people and the mm -hmm. way they act, and they don't want to take accountability or responsibility mm -hmm. for their actions. That's so fucking true. I had to. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like transparency moment. Mm -hmm. I had to hold my family accountable because. There was like a running joke that would go like amongst my mom mm -hmm. and my grandmom or whatever. And they would call me ugly. Mm -mm. And I was being called ugly since I was like a kid. But it was like, which is so crazy. Like it was like a term of endearment. Mm -hmm. Right. But as I got older, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll be honest. I never saw myself as ugly. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. But. The fact that I did have as much self-confidence as I had yeah. conflicted with this ongoing calling. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I know what I am and I know what I ain't. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why they keep doing that. Right. Right. And it wasn't never in a malicious way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't never. It was never in like, a, you know, like trying to hurt my feelings way. Mm -hmm. But that shit was hurting my feelings because I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I know I'm not fucking ugly. So stop well, fucking calling me ugly. That, yeah. And I had to check these niggas like. Hey, grandma, right. mommy, I don't like that shit. Stop and y'all been doing it for mad years? No. Right. And they literally were like, okay, you know, we didn't know it right. was. And that was like my first moment of like my like Come, speaking my speaking mind, right? Yourself, like yeah. like being, being myself outside of my family. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't take this no more. I can't right. take being called fucking ugly mm -hmm. when I know I'm not ugly. Right. And again, it was not maliciously done. It's a weird family thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it wasn't maliciously done. It wasn't nothing. Like, I could be dressed for Easter Sunday mm -hmm. and niggas would call me ugly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That was something I was not putting up with. And I'm glad you did that because it's important for us to be in a space where we feel like we can speak up for ourselves. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and not everybody can do that. Um, I, I, I'll bring this. Uh, I'm going to bring you guys to the rest. Of this, I don't want this one. Which one you want? I, I think John want, wants that one. Dude, I want right? the one with the lime and the thing and the coconut. Oh, here it goes. Ain't no coconut. I know. My bad. I'm oh, going to now have it? the oh, raspberry no, lime. Um truly i'm um, having a wild berry right now but i wanted to bring this um segment uh to a close and, and give you some resolutions and some things that you could practice um whether you have been diagnosed with a mental illness or not but things that healthy things that you could do uh, for yourself to be mindful of your mental wellness but i will say this uh, before i get into that is that depression anxiety any mental illness can happen to anyone so i i just don't want people walking around think that they are exempt hmm. or that it can't happen to them or it hasn't happened to them or they're not really sitting in depression and just deciding to ignore right it. that it, it hasn't already happened it already happened to you and you might just be trying to ignore it but try to do things to be mindful of your mental wellness your physical health 
is important. Your mental health is just as important. You need to take care of both. And here are some habits that you can have, 12 evening habits that you can do um, to make sure that you are being mindful of your mental wellness. You can evaluate your day. At the end of the day, say, did I have a good day today? How do I feel about today? Did this piss me off? What did that person just say that made me uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Evaluate your day, the things that you experience, um, and even write the, write your thoughts down if you have to. Um, plan your next day. Get your clothes ready for the next day so that when you get up, you're not rushing to get ready. Give yourself that time to be relaxed minded in the morning make sure that your mind is not at a rush unplug at the end of the day turn off your social media um, maybe not take phone calls after i have a couple friends that don't take phone calls after seven o'clock mm -hmm. or nine o'clock maybe that's something that you need to do maintain your personal hygiene oh May that's very important because one thing i will tell you is that people that suffer yeah. from different um uh, mental illnesses, personal hygiene is something that they battle to even keep up with. You don't want to wash your clothes. You don't want to take a shower. You don't want to get out the bed. It's, it's So maintaining your personal hygiene so that you make sure you feel good the next day or you look good is something important. Do some exercising in the evening. Permit, uh, Like I said earlier, permit, prepare your outfit for tomorrow. Connect with loved ones. Um, but this is something you have to be very careful about because you want to make sure that you're connecting with um, I mean, you love your loved ones right but the people that you want to give your time to are people who are on your level who are emotionally intelligent maybe somebody that you know that you can be transparent with about how you felt about your day um you can read make sure you set an alarm meal prep and make sure you go to bed at a decent time those are some 12 small things you can do or be mindful of and i know we all live busy lives so it's hard for us to keep track and make sure we can get get all of that in there but let's just be mindful of making sure that we are able to wake up the next day and be our best selves clear and mindful you know, of how we feel, how we present ourselves, how we speak, and how we live our lives. Because there's a lot of people that's walking this earth that don't hold themselves accountable because they probably didn't do all those things the night before. They just went to, they they got home from work and they bullshit, starting drama, went to sleep in that bullshit and then woke up and decided just to be the same person all over again. But you have the opportunity to be mindful and make a different choice. And that's a segment about nothing. Uncle Rad, what were we looking at on time? Uh, like how much more time? Okay. okay, thank you. Um, so what in in that case, what I'm actually gonna do is um combine my Amber's little gems with my final thoughts, mm -hmm. um, just for the sake of time, and it kind of all blends in together anyway, to be okay. honest. So, um. I'm going to go for my final thoughts first. Mm -hmm. Just some things I wanted to say on the show today. Um, so first, um, some goals for the Thanksgiving week. Um, make every moment of the short week, short work week count. Um, don't let your old friends make you feel bad about your life. Mm -hmm. Don't let your family members make you feel bad about your life. And be adult enough to finally admit that the turkey is the worst part of the meal. So those are just oh four God. things so I wanted y'all to keep in mind uh, with this short week coming up. Another final thought I had was never, ever apologize for the following. One, your feelings, your mm -hmm. appearance, needing alone time, asking a question, not responding ASAP to a casual text, which I have a problem with, like, not saying sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and circumstances that you can't control. Um and this is my Amber's little gem. So you have to appreciate a woman that puts herself in a position where anything that a man does for her is just extra. 
because a woman with drive can never be put in park. And let me explain mm. to you um, exactly what that means because there was a there was a, a tweet that was going around that Meek Mill said and basically he was saying like oh um I hang around whatever he was saying bank robbers oh, and I, criminals I, I, oh, I and all these things and basically saying like no what he said was you you hang around like hoes and you know thoughts and mm-hmm. you know x y and z and you supposed to Expect me not to think that you're a hoe mm-hmm. or a thought too, and I saw so That's many. That's a fact. On, Uncle Rod, don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe agree. that. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Because here's the thing. I said it, he said ex, don't expect him to think otherwise. Why? Well, what, I got the, the company you quote. keep. That's part of absolutely not that's part of life. Absolutely not. So if you hang out with rapists and and women beaters, that means you want to. Okay, not that you're one of them, but you should you are be right with that around life- them, You are right yes. with that lifestyle. Right. So that's okay. So if that's, that's what, what you I mean, think, that's a fact. So then not, if that right. if that's what if that's where your mindset is, then cool. But I know a lot of motherfuckers who got some trash ass friends who do do the dumb shit like put their hands on women, right? I don't know nobody with rapist friends, but what I'm saying is it's a lot of niggas out here with some trash ass friends. And will kiki the fuck with them, be in the club with them, you know, quote unquote, get bitches with them. And it's like, you going to say this shit about, oh, well, if a girl is out here fucking who she want to fuck or doing what she want to do, then I'm one too? Absolutely no, not. No, I, I don't, I don't, I'm a crackhead. Y'all fuck with me. That's no. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, what so, no, 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 no. But that's what I'm that's saying. Like, I can have, like, yeah. I just feel like the way, the way in which his tweet was proposed... And I saw a it lot was of men extreme. on my That's what I'm list. saying. So many of my fucking male friends like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And Shut the like, fuck up. <laughs> because you got a lot of broke-ass friends. So do that mean you fucking broke, too? Probably. <laughs> yeah. probably. Fucking probably. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like that whole double standard shit. Um, the fact that, you know, it could be literally the same action. Right? We took mm-hmm. my sex. Right? I could have a nigga. Oh, my nigga get mad bitches. My nigga fuck mad hoes. Meanwhile, you a he mad the man. Person, right? He the man. But I got a girl that do whatever the fuck she want to do. She got mad niggas. She fuck who she want to fuck. But she a hoe though. And because I fuck with her and I hang with her, I'm a hoe too. Absolutely the fuck not. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I don't like that shit. I don't like that. And that was the premise of how his tweet was was posed. I will say that. Um, I say all that to say, like, girl, whoever is listening to this shit right now, do whatever the (laughs) fuck you want to do. Okay? Because these niggas, at the end of the day, have we'll be never been that. shit. They never will be shit. Ooh, and I say that because... Some, some, some. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> because Joe's at the table, I'll say some. <laughs> because Joe's at the table, I will say some. And I'm not... I, when I speak, I don't speak in absolutes ever. Yeah. I don't speak in absolutes. So I, I will hope that the notion, you know, it's understood yeah. that I'm mm-hmm. not talking about every man, right? Um, but, again, these niggas ain't shit. And... You know, do whatever the fuck you want to do because at the end of the day, we will drive ourselves crazy trying to fit this imaginary mold that is that has been created for us. So once again, just to repeat um, that quote, because I thought it was really good. It said, oh, the second part of it, it says a woman with drive, excuse me, can never be put 
and park and if you are a woman out there with drive you out there with all the ambition you all you out there running your business by your fucking self you making your own money you got your whip you got your apartment you taking care of your kids in college whatever the fuck it is that you doing baby girl baby girl baby girl, <laughs> baby girl i see you i appreciate you i acknowledge you and i congratulate you on doing the damn thing because it's fucking hard out here yeah like it's fucking hard out here you got niggas expecting you to be shaped like bernice burgos mm-hmm. and shit oh, meanwhile they got black toenails and shit right <laughs> like <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> let's keep it the fuck real oh. it's really hard out here no i mean the niggas got the black toenails that's what i'm saying these niggas got black toenails sleeping on mattresses on the floor and shit but you want a bernice burgos shape girl please Mm. please 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 i'm just saying girl do your thing do your thing do Do your your thing And do it one more time. That's my final thought and my Amber's little gem. Thank you one. for the gems and, right, thanks and for the, the final gems, thoughts. Man. It's all ran together. The, the final thought was a gem. Right. So my final thought, while you on your way driving that vehicle mm-hmm. that Amber is associating with, home is not a place, it's a feeling. Don't let anyone rent a space in your head unless they're a good tenant. Hmm. Mm. Some of these motherfuckers need to be evicted. Nah. <laughs> That's go. true. Okay, right. I should have right. checked your shit before. Like, honestly, because honestly, when you think about it, we let people not only in our space and our head, meaning we think about them when they ain't shit niggas or ain't shit females. Mm-hmm. We let people in our space thinking that they're going to be conducive to our growth. Mm-hmm. And they're not only they're pulling us down. Right. We let people we let people influence us to go out there and rob a bank and give us the money, but you the one in jail. Mm-hmm. And they don't they not putting anything on your commissary. Mm. So it's just like you gotta really just like Uncle Ross said, you gotta do a credit check with For who real? you have in your circle. Because honestly, I said it last week. We think we got a good circle, but yet you got you got four bars around you and you in ca- you in a cage. Mm-hmm. So you got to really realize and I mean, you know, with the new year, with the holidays coming up and the new year's quickly approaching us, we got to realize like yeah, everybody that you going to see on your IG, on your Twitter, on your Facebook with these new year's resolutions, you need to stop Put a break. Put put a break in your 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 New Year's resolution. You need to check the people that you bringing into this new this new decade because you don't want it to be another decade that you look and you say the, the lease th- is up. Right. God damn it. Come on, it's time for you to be evicted. Deuces. I hear that. Bye. <laughs> take us home, eh? All right. I'm going to take y'all home with a quick final thought. And I want to quickly talk. I talked about this with my friends like last week, but I really wanted to say this before I, I didn't have a chance to. I want to touch you guys very, very quickly about an experiment that was done by a guy a couple years ago. It's called the Crooked Room Experiment. And what he did, he's like some type of psychologist, but he did what he did was he they set up a room and everything was crooked in the room. The, the, the pictures were hanging crooked on the wall. Furniture was crooked. Crooked. Everything was crooked. They got 10 people and sent the people into the room to pick a chair up that had fallen on the floor and, and set it up how it was supposed to be. Nine people walked into this room 
and they set the chair up like at an angle, trying to make the room, make the chair match the room. Mm-hmm. The rest of his crookedness. One man came into the room and sat the chair up on all fours and then walked out. So I say that to say to the people, as we go through life, we experience things. As we re- recognize and acknowledge generational curses, curses, generational trauma, how the people who have come before for us have been just doing things the same way because that's how mama used to do it. That's how auntie used to do it. So we don't acknowledge mental illness because, you know, in our family, we just tell you to go to church and pray. I'm going to ask you, when are you going to realize that the room is just crooked? Mm. The shit is it's not right. Hmm. And you sometimes we have to take responsibility to be the one to fix those generational curses that happened in our families, that happened in our society as black people, that happened in our friendship circles and how we maneuver out here. When you realize that the room is just crooked and you be the person to take initiative to actually start changing it. Like you could do so much, but it takes you to actually take that initiative and take that step and, and actually acknowledge that the shit is actually fucked up. Right. So this is episode 52 of the People's Podcast. We love you for listening. Again, I'm your homegirl, Miss Age Michelle. Hey, y'all. It's Amber Nicole here. And it's your boy, HJ on the mic. We'll see you later, y'all. Bye. Bye. See you next week.